you and I both feel for young men that we've seen through the years who who don't really know anything about being a father, but they meet the definition. And you, you can imagine for a, a young man the insecurity that can create if you don't really know, well, what's this all about and how do I do this? And well, she's better at it because she gave birth to the, the child and especially when they're young. And so it can be a daunting uh, task and a daunting just realization to realize, um, how do I do this? Hello, this is Michael, the producer of the Redeemed Hearts podcast, where we encourage you to allow God to transform you mentally, emotionally, and relationally by living from your redeemed heart. Your hosts, Worley and Danina Kennedy, are licensed professional counselors and are the founders of Redeemed Hearts Ministries. Welcome to episode 14, part one of our series entitled An Ongoing Need in America, Good Fathers. This series will run through the month of September, so be sure to look out for future episodes. And be sure to check out our website, redeemedheartsministries.com. Here's Worley and Danina. Welcome back. It's good to be back. We've been away now, it seems like, for some time as far as the time frame when we record these podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about what we're going to do for the next three podcasts. It's a series that we're calling An Ongoing Need in America and Good Fathers. So we're talking about fathers, and this podcast today is going to be about the reality and responsibility of fatherhood, and then along with that, learning how to be a good father is possible for all men. And then next time, we'll talk about the father's relationship to God, and then a father's character. And then in the last one, we're going to be a little more specific and talk about a father's relationship to his wife, a father's actions with his children. And then finally, a father's actions beyond his wife and children. So let's let's jump in here and begin to talk about the reality and responsibility of fatherhood. And let's start by me giving a little background as to why we're talking about this now, because uh, you and I have have counseled for years uh, young men who we've taught about being fathers mm-hmm. and then we've done a parenting seminar several times and we talk about being fathers. And so it's not new to us to do this. Certainly when I was serving as pastor, I had Father's Day's messages every year and then also spent time with people about being fathers. So why would we talk about this now? And it's because we are recording this at a time where we've just come through uh, the COVID crisis where there is a lot of unrest I mean, we're on the tail end of it, I think. I mean, this is August of 2020, um, and maybe we aren't. But either way, there's been a lot of unrest. And then on top of that, uh, more recently, there was the killing of George Floyd that just started a, a mass of things have happened with protests and then riots. And then there's been all kinds of, you know, opinions on all sides of this issue. And I know for me, um, one of the things that I wondered about is, well, what, how can I speak to these things? I'm a white man. And I, even if I speak to it, who's going to listen to me? And so I, I, I listened to several black men that I respect who are believers, followers of Christ and committed. And the thing that I kept hearing over and again by these men, and that was that 
that they are the conviction that the problems affecting the black community are not caused by the government, nor will they be solved by the government. Rather, they said, these problems start in the home and they stem from several generations of decline of good or present fathers. And so it struck me that the need for good fathers is a universal problem. This isn't simply in the black community. It is of great need regardless of the color of one's skin or one's ethnic background that our country needs fathers to be good fathers. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to discuss in this series. Um, And you have some statistics that stress the importance of this. Yes, I think these are kind of sobering. This is from the National Center for Fathering, and these have really been measured from about 2012 to current dates. But um, it says 63% of youth suicides come from fatherless homes. 90% of runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of children with behavioral disorders are from fatherless homes. 72% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. 75% adolescent chemical abuse patients in drug treatment centers are from fatherless homes, and 85% of all youths in prison are from fatherless homes. And I think when we we think of fatherless homes, I mean, it, it may be homes literally without a father, but there are plenty of homes out there who have a father or a stepfather in them that are not living you know, up to the name of being a father. Mm. And um, I think you have a definition of, you know, what a father is and, and why this is an issue. Yeah, so I picked this definition because it's, it's just an online dictionary. It's a simple definition. It says a father is one who's impregnated a woman and had a child. Mm-hmm. So that's the biology of being a father. No think- taking responsibility for anything beyond that. Right. There's just so much more. That's a beginning. Right. And then there's fathers who adopt children and truly are fathers. And, and, and that would constitute a legal action involved in being a father. But both of these are just the beginning. And being a father starts at conception. And it starts with a legal transaction in some cases. But, but that's just the beginning. Mm. And so... So that's sobering to think think about those statistics and to think about that many homes, you know, either not having a father in them or having, you know, fathers that only, um, you know, are, are a father in the manner that you're talking about biologically, but aren't taking any ownership for, you know, the emotional well-being, the spiritual well-being, the, you know, physical well-being. Yeah, and I think many fathers don't understand the reality and responsibility that's upon them. Mm-hmm. That, that, that once they meet that biological definition or that legal definition, and that's what we want to cover in this podcast. And, and you know, we want to say as we go to the next point here is that learning how to be a good father is possible for all men. Mm-hmm. And you and I both feel for young men that we've seen through the years who who don't really know anything about being a father, but they meet the definition. Mm-hmm. And you, you can imagine for a, a young man the insecurity that can create if you don't really know, well, what's this all about and how do I do this? And 
well, she's better at it because she gave birth to the the child, and especially when they're young. And so it can be a daunting uh, task and a daunting just realization to realize, um, how do I do this? And we want to say it's possible. Mm-hmm. Now, most men learn how to be fathers from observation, their own fathers or a stepfather, perhaps a grandfather, an uncle or a father's friend or uh, coaches, teachers. There's all kinds of mentors that a, a young man is watching and observing about how they interact with their children. And certainly the best scenarios when a young man would have a father in his home Statistics will back that up, and you read some of the statistics that would show if he's absent in the home. Um, And whether that's a father, a stepfather, or the involvement of a a grandfather, it's just there's too many cases where that's not the case. And then even in the the cases where there is a father in the home, there's often alcohol or drugs, and, and that gets involved in it since mixed messages and skews what a man learns about being a father. So that's bad news, but it's not hopeless news because God intends to be our role model for being good fathers. And and he really does. He calls himself father throughout scripture. And I think that's intentional. He's a spirit being, but he's chosen to show us what it is to be a father by using the name that he calls himself. Now, Jesus took the form of a man, and and Jesus said, my purpose is to show you the father. So we have a physical person in Jesus that shows us how to be a father. But the encouraging thing is that anyone, regardless of their upbringing, regardless of role models, regardless of the absence of a father figure, any man can learn how to be a good father by increasing his understanding of who God is as he as he sees him in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And it takes some effort uh, on, on his part. But I would say to, to, to all of you men um, that as you would read and as you would listen to the Scriptures in numerous ways over and over again, that you can begin to better understand the character of God. And I think it's encouraging whether you're, you know, a man who doesn't, know how to be a father, partly because you didn't really have a role model um, or have an example, or, you know, maybe you're a single mom out there raising your um, children and, you know, these statistics scare you to death, or you're in a marriage with a very disengaged, you know, uninvolved father, and um, those statistics scare you. I, I, I find so much hope in Psalm 68, 5, where it says that God is a father of the fatherless and a protector of widows. Um, I mean, that, that that's who he is. And um, so even for these moms, I mean, they can be introducing their children to this father, to the heavenly father. And, and I think not only they can but they should, and that right. we we all should. One of the things John MacArthur said in a talk that he gave recently, and people were asking, uh, or, or, or he's heard people through the years make comments about, if you want to see how to be a father, look at your own father. And MacArthur said, um, that's not enough. 
He said, look at who God is, the, the, you know, the perfect father. And one of the things that you, in that verse that you read that God says about himself is that he's in his holy habitation. Well, no other father can say that he's in his holy habitation. No other father can claim perfection at being a father. And so, you know, there really is a way to learn how to be a father by looking at the God of the scriptures. Now, it takes getting to know the scriptures. And there's, you know, there's a void in that I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of in our day. But, but it's something we can keep, you know, working at. And I was just going to say something about, so God is is our Father. Um, well, what about Jesus? What about the Spirit? Because they're God. Well, you know, I think in Jesus we learn how to be, uh, we, we learn the person of the, of the Father. He says, my purpose is to show you who the Father is. So we'll learn as we look at the character of Jesus what that means. And then the Spirit who who wrote the scriptures and then who indwells us is always going to point us to the character and the kind of person that the that that God is as a father. So um, whether you've learned being a father from a good father that was in your home, or whether you didn't have a role model, looking to our heavenly Father is. Uh, what we should all do, what God, I think, intends for us to do to learn how to be a father. Um, any other comments before I kind of wrap up with a couple more comments? A good example of that is Jim Daly, who's the president and CEO of Focus on the Family, and he is really known today as one of the experts mm-hmm. in you know parenting or fatherhood. And it's not because he had good fathers. It actually comes out in part because... He had um, male figures uh, in his life that failed him. And number one, his biological dad was an alcoholic. And then he had a stepfather who deserted him. And then following that, um, he was in a foster home. And that foster father accused um, Jim of trying to kill him. And all of these men were out of his life by the age of of 13. So... Uh, he is. He has um, written a book called "The Good Dad," that we would encourage you all to read. That's full of this story um, uh, from his own life, many stories from his own life. But just with what you're saying, it's the hope or the redemption of someone who didn't have good fathers, who didn't have good role model, but because he knew the Father, the Heavenly Father, he is able to you know move forward in being a father to his children and, um, you know, to speak into a culture about being a father today. So I think that's encouraging. Oh, it is. Story. What what a great title for someone who you wouldn't, you know, the statistics are against him Mm -hmm. of being a good dad. And it's making this point that every man can be a good dad because of our our, our God, our heavenly father who calls himself father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things I want to point out that as you were saying that, I was thinking 
that God doesn't feel sorry for us. And in a person who grows up in a situation like Jim Daly could and often does become wounded and feel like a victim to their circumstances and then follows in the tracks of those who came before him. But God doesn't feel sorry for us. And we have evidence of that because of what he's given to us. He's given us his scriptures. He's made himself known. He's come, as Jesus would say, I came so that you may see the Father. And then Jesus went to great lengths so that we would have a relationship with the Father, with God. And so we're not to feel sorry for ourselves. There is something we can do about this. And, you know, so you're really, I mean, you're just trying to encourage men to not yes. live, you know, helpless or right. powerless in their life. Um, and just, I mean, knowing that we have a God who's a redeeming God. He And not just for those men, but for those who are involved with these men or these young men. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, indefinitely there's a movement in the culture of, you know, of too often there, you know, you're coddled or you feel the temptation because you have compassion towards somebody who has doesn't have this. But uh, that's not the answer. The answer is in who God is and 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 the fact that He's made Himself known as our Father. And I would think that it's important to say that it starts with, um, I mean, a term that's used, you know, by many um, over the years is just, you know, that men have a father wound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it so healing does start with being truthful and mm-hmm. acknowledging that there is you know a, a wound that's there by the father and there is that grieving and admitting what's been true there is the process of having to forgive you know a a, a father who's been um, abusive or has done great harm and then in that there becomes uh, a freedom to then go on and, um, you know, out of that brokenness, which is what Jim Daly has done. We know many others in our life or that we've counseled that they've actually led their children and led their wives and led their family in really powerful ways out of that brokenness. Yeah, get But to... it starts when you say that God doesn't feel sorry. I think it's that he, you know, he loves you enough. He doesn't want to leave you and he doesn't want you to live like you're a victim to, you know, that um, passing down the sins of the father to the next generation, the next generation. Well, and it never feels good for a man to feel that that people are ha- feeling sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you know, a man can get in a horrible rut if that's if he if he gives in to that, mm-hmm. and so he wants to be respected in who he can be. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. God doesn't do that with us. So get to know your heavenly father who will help you to forgive. He'll help you to understand and even come to terms with, you know, who you're, some of the things that your own father may have had to deal with. And, and then you'll have compassion. But it really, it, it starts with getting to know your heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, comes through Jesus Christ and the gospel. Mm-hmm. But I want to I just make one last point here, and that is that even in good homes, which I had a great father, you had a great father, that, that my father, one of the things he passed on was that he was not the 
the, the ultimate example of being a father. He he wanted me, and he and he knew the importance of looking beyond him to who our heavenly Father is. And I think your dad, who I learned so much from, and have continued to learn so much from in different ways than my own father about being a father, because they're, they're just two very different men. And they just add the kind of the color of, of uh, you know, how different we are and w- what a different man offers other men. But, but both of them pointed past themselves and point past themselves to our heavenly father. And I think that's a good point because I think about even um, Taylor, our son. Yes. And how, you know, um, what you have given him and what you've put into him. And then I think about even my dad, his grandfather, who's such an outdoorsman. Mm -hmm. um, And in what my dad has been able to put into Taylor, that's different than you. And you've not been threatened by that. You've been very you know, appreciative of that. And you, you've loved that they've had that connection. I think there were things that your dad put in, you know, to Taylor and would talk to him um, about that, you know, it would be even different from you and other men in Taylor's life, whether it's in his job or it's in his, uh, you know, church family. He's, he's had many men put into him and we see the fruit of that. Yes. But what I, but what I would say is that with, all of us and all of these good men in in our lives, we're not the ultimate. Right. That it is our heavenly father that we point our kids to get to know him. Mm -hmm. And in that, you can become a good father. So you can be encouraged for every man who hears this. If you're willing to walk in God's spirit and to hear God's word, it's never too late. No matter what kind of father you've been up to until this point you can become a good father. And I'd say don't let the pain of what you've not experienced from having a father or experienced from having a father or have experienced from being a father, all of those things can produce a certain level of pain or even shame. Don't let that keep you from becoming a good father. And it may just mean it starts today. And in the direction you go is get to know this God of the Bible, our Heavenly Father, um, who we're not going into all the details about how to do that. We're just wanting you to realize this is the, the answer for all men, someone who's perfect in every way and has a heart for, for men. God is a father to the fatherless. So I want to read one last scripture as we close this point, and Paul's quoting from the Old Testament about God's relationship with his people, and he applies it to all believers in 2 Corinthians 6, 16. And following, he says, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me. That is the heart of God to be that kind of father with us, a personal God who makes his dwelling among us, who walks among us, and then is that person in our lives that can can be and teach and 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 model and, and all that we need to be able to become good fathers. So And I would think that has to also be very encouraging to single moms or, you know, women. 
um, out there raising their children, that they they can introduce their children yes. to this father. Um, and, you know, they, they don't have to despair. They don't have to be ruled by a spirit of fear because we all have access to, you know, the heavenly father who is the perfect father, who is a father to the fatherless. And, and, and so, you know, and, and so help your children get to know the scriptures. And if you're a father, get to know the scriptures. Go to church where the scriptures are taught. Be in a Bible study. Listen to sermons. Get to know this God, and you'll learn how to be a good father. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. It takes time. I'm a better father today than I was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I've learned along the way. Mm-hmm. So, um, get to know the Father. All right. We'll pick this up next time. Thank you for joining Worley and Danina today on the Redeemed Hearts podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are looking for more content from Worley and Danina, we encourage you to visit redeemedheartsministries.com. Hey, Worley and Danina want you to know that they are available for public speaking. If you're a pastor or ministry leader and would like to have Worley and Danina speak at your church, a retreat, a conference, or you would like to do a custom event with Worley and Danina, please reach out via the contact page at redeemedheartsministries.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please rate and subscribe the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and share this episode on social media. Please feel free to reach out and contact us through the website. God bless.